Hello and welcome back to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale rewatch podcast. As always, I am two-thirds of your host and the wild card, Daniel. And joining me is that other third, Art. Hi. I'm gonna be a really bad liar about a thing and start a fight with a random dude. It Which feels like they should be better at this, just from, like, all the other bullshit they've dealt with in the first three seasons. Like, as we said before this episode, before we started recording, this should have been maybe episode five or six. Yeah, maybe. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, mm, Right around there, yeah. Because, like, you know what you could have done? You could have put all of the, the Thistle House episodes oh, in we as didn't need that. Yeah, we di- we didn't actually. That wasn't anything. It. No, you didn't need it, but that you could still put it in as like a yeah. C segment or something. Like yeah. all of that could have happened without a before. Uh, like during this, yeah, uh, that could have. Like the rum stuff uh, could have been half the length, and we would have gotten the point. Or it could have been. I mean, I guess it could have been B segments as well, as well. But like the like the the whole. I feel like if you're gonna do a in media res beginning. Where mm. someone dies, you get to that a little bit sooner. Well, it's it's fine to like lead it till till like the climax of the season, but then the stuff coming leading up to that oh, has, has to be, be relevant really interesting. and interesting. Yeah, it, it, has, it to has, be, has to. It all has to have a point, and most of this didn't have a point. The 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 thing about Immedia Res openings is it gives you the chance to say, "Here, stick around for a little bit right. longer." Yeah, and then I'll tell you. And then you'll get to see what goes up to this. But the thing is, is the things leading up to it should be more interesting. Right. Like, like the things we needed in order for this episode to work were essentially just uh, learning about Betty's Manchurian Candidate trigger words and Jughead going to school and getting fights with rich kids. And that could have been four or five episodes. And and you could have covered that. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, it's just, like, all the stuff with the, all the, like, all of Archie's stories could have just not been here yeah we didn't season. need dodger dodger's not relevant to the rest of the season they were padding with that it's very clear uh we didn't need julian and the doll that was also very clearly padding if you cut both of those plot lines out you lose like five episodes straight up and instead of starting this at episode 14 we'd be around episode 10 or 11 which feels much more reasonable to me yeah like i just feel like i just feel like we I don't know. It feels so wasted because this this episode feels like a mid tier episode from any of the previous seasons. Mm-hmm. At least we're finally getting to that meat. Like, we're, good. We'll get Lord. into it, but like, we have five episodes left. Hey, is this. Jughead really dead? He can't be. Like, he's <laughs> in the next to season. Seem, it, it seems like he's to actually seem dead. Like Jughead might actually be dead, though. Is the thing. Like. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure they, they, they were like, oh, they won't kill him. Obviously, there's going to be a murder plot. Where's the plotting? Uh, I mean, we, we will just have to get, get in and see, but uh, let's jump into this one. This is chapter 71, sorry, season four, episode 14, chapter 71, how to get away with murder. Oh, we did not celebrate the 69th episode at all. I mean, we kind of mentioned it just sort of ended up being a bad episode. That was the one oh. that was like the Born Identity episode where oh, Frank yeah. like, oh, my fights God. his that mercenary was a bad assassin ep- friend. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's a requirement from now on. If you know you're going to have a 69th episode, you need to do something fun with it. Yeah. Even if okay. it breaks up the breaks everything up. 
So, uh, quick question right off the bat, because we are opening on, of course, the scene that they've teased since the end of season three, where uh, Betty, Archie, and Veronica are gathered around the fire in their underwear, burning their clothes. Um, and, of course, they also burn Jughead's hat. That's the big clue that ties us in and lets us know, ooh, maybe something happened to Jughead as the stinger for season three. Uh, uh, why, why are they burning Jughead's hat? Because we find out later they just kind of hid the body with his clothes still on him in the woods. Why, why did they burn his hat? What you could just keep the hat on him. He could have kept yeah, you, his hat. You, it's also, not, yeah, it's not like you, like, cut up his body or anything. The body's still wait, there. Wait, wait. Uh-huh. Okay, Cole Sprouse? Yeah. Does have a twin brother. I swear to God, if, if they bring they in Jughead's twin, this sh- give this show what? an Emmy. <laughs> I okay because like because like at first off we know we know just because of us being in the future that Jughead mm-hmm. is in the fifth season right. we know that. Also, I'm sorry, I need to back up again because, um, how did Archie get blood all over his neck and face? Oh, it's because he was just you know, <laughs> you know, you do that thing where with dead dead bodies where you just blah blah blah. blah. I yeah I guess though oh, like someone definitely who who was the one who took because we saw them find the body right someone just took Jughead's pulse and was like oh my god he's dead I feel like it wasn't like an emotional moment yeah like I just don't like they they I don't I don't understand also we've been seeing him without his iconic beanie a lot lately yeah uh, I mean that's fine whatever I mean he, it's whatever. he stopped being like. Always wearing the hat sometime well, in season two. He's being a weirdo. Yeah. Okay. By the way, all of them are showing up like after night, like after. It's approximately years. three a.m. and they're coming home in their underwear. All their parents are still up for some reason. I feel like they often spend all night out. So whatever. <laughs> um, my other big question is, uh, why did they try to hide Jughead's body? <laughs> what? What? What's with all this subterfuge? Is is my question, um, because uh, the sheriff is is Jughead's dad, and he knows all of them, and he knows none of them would hurt Jughead. Why would you just not call FP and be like, "Oh my God, someone killed your kid"? I feel like you would just call him, right? Because uh, okay. I, I feel like I, I mean, obviously, um, Veronica and Archie have some doubts about Betty, because, of course, they found Betty holding the rock, um, staring at Jughead's body. Maybe she did it. But by moving the body and hiding the evidence, you have disrupted any chance of a forensic, you know, trail leading to the actual murder, whether or not that be Betty. (laughs) And I feel like, I feel like what you would be able to do as well is, since you found him, You'd be able to take small things away, such as, I don't know, a bloody rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just, because, like, cops are dumb. You have, like, a 40% yeah. chance of just getting away with murder if you're not dumb. Yeah. It's uh, it's also, like, so, Betty's boyfriend's dad is the sheriff, and then her half-brother is in the FBI. In what reality is she ever going to face charges for this? No one's gonna... She says, I didn't do it. Both of them are gonna believe her and help her not get prosecuted. Yeah. Uh, 
Like, anyway, I feel like I, I feel like the the deck is stacked for yeah. any crimes these teens want to commit. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all coming home and they're all telling different lies uh, to their parents about why they're coming home naked because they were in shock on the car ride home and didn't get their story straight. As Jughead hopefully narrates from possibly beyond the grave. Oh, also Molly Ringwald is still here. I thought she left. Also, by the way, oh wait, do do we want to do do you remember the reveal of I, this? The really I do. tepid reveal. I the do. Incredibly tepid reveal, which just saying whatever. It's kind of a whatever thing. It it's kind of really like how is. I. Yeah. It's kind of like how I come out to people, and be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm I'm this, yeah. and then and then it's a sec. It's thought. It's yeah. an afterthought. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But we'll get to it because that's the old. Yep. That's one of the only things that she does in this episode. I I legitimately thought she went back home to Chicago. I did. I was not aware she was still here because like Frank had just been kind of living in the house and she hates him. What is that? What the hell is going on? Very weird. I, I mean, I feel like there there are a few moments in this episode where the writers forgot what they had written at the start of the season. Um, I can't remember quite a... Oh, no, it's the Hiram thing. Uh, Veronica acts like in this season, like, Hiram didn't tell her about his mysterious muscle disease that they still refuse to actually name. Um, but he did. We were there. We saw that happen on camera. Yeah. So that was a weird moment, but... Like, um, like, I remember praising this show for, like, doing a good job at keeping all of their characters informed about what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. even though, you know, it's dumb shit. Like, they tend to do good at making sure everyone knows something, what's going on. At least a little bit. Um, and they don't do that in this season. Well, it's so. not it's not an issue of, like, them not communicating. It's just an issue of, like, objectively, we know certain certain events happened. And then they're going to pretend like those events didn't happen. Like, Veronica was involved in the moment when her father told her about the disease. Uh, but now we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen five episodes ago. It's bizarre. It's very strange. Also, hold on. Jughead also lives in this house. Why is uh, why is Alice the only one up waiting for Betty? Where's FP being like, where's my kid? Yeah. Wait. Wait. They, they sleep... They sleep in the same bed. It's still okay. Maybe, maybe FP and Alice are just really enlightened parents or whatever. But like, I feel like even if I knew my teen, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, if my if the two teens that are in my house are having sex, I feel mm-hmm. like I wouldn't facilitate it by making like having them sleep in the same room or letting them sleep in the same room. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, I feel like I feel like I at least make them have to sneak to do it. <laughs> you know, like, and not not because I'm mean or anything. I just like it. Just feels weird knowing that at any moment where they're alone in their room, they could be fucking at the same time you're fucking. Hmm. Um. Betty does mention that they contacted Charles, and he advises them to get their stories straight. Also, what's happening with Charles in this uh, whole season? Uh, you know, he's just around. Uh, it's super weird that, like, he couldn't, like, he just gives them advice instead of, like, just taking the case and be like, this is a federal case now for reasons, and then just burying it so it doesn't get investigated. Seems like a really easy solution to their issue. No, anything, anything they want to do, they they can do whatever crime they want to do, and it can be covered up by at least one or two of their family members. I just... 
but yeah, they're discussing this at Pops because where else are you going to discuss murder? Uh, Veronica is kind of being like, well, we did find you with the rock, Betty. And Betty's like, no, I just uh, happened to pick up the rock because I was concerned I'm being framed. Obviously, it's those stonewall preppies. And Archie's like, shit, two people are talking at the same time. I don't know who to believe. Archie is so confused. Like, if only one less person was talking. Right. Like, some idea what to do. See, Veronica's confused on why, what motivation the preppies would have for killing Jughead, because Veronica's also rich, and so she just doesn't understand that rich people are sociopaths who kill people for fun. She had, her, her father was a gang member who would, like, just take out people who would annoy him. Yep. Or did minor slights against her. Oh, they do mention the musical this episode. They don't say what musical it is, but Kevin is working on a musical. I don't oh. think we're going to get one still, especially since the season got cut short. I think it was going to be Chicago. <laughs> oh my god, what? Oh, that has to be. Um, Yeah, this is where we find out Molly Ringwald is bi. Or, no, not quite, but this is the lead-in to finding out Molly Ringwald is bi. Uh, her Navy friend? You remember her Navy friend from the Navy who's going to recruit Archie? She swung yeah. by. Yeah. Oh, by the way, by the way, yeah, her, she she likes girls as well. Yeah. Molly Ringwald. Uh, yeah. Not... I don't know if she does in real life. She probably does a little bit because most people are not completely straight. Yeah, sexuality um, is fluid and, and on yeah. the spectrum and all that. Um, but, but yeah, but they, but like, I don't know. This, this actually feels, they look like a very stereotypical, like, <laughs> femme relationship. Femme mm-hmm. lesbian relationship. I mean, the, the Navy lady has the Ellen haircut, and the other one's Molly Ringwald, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like... But, uh, yeah, the the Navy lady's back ostensibly um, to uh, try to recruit Archie into the Navy again. And Archie's like, oh, that's cool, okay, I'm gonna leave now, bye. Because, you know, his mind's full of how maybe his childhood friend murdered his other childhood friend. This scene confused me a lot. Uh, so Veronica's just come home, and the whole family's at the table, and they ask her to come sit down, and it's because Hiram is updating his will. And this upsets Veronica for some reason, uh, cause... I don't know, this shouldn't upset her? Yeah, it's... it's... If anything, this is a responsible thing for him to do. Right. Even if he wasn't dying, it would be a responsible Mm -hmm. thing to do. Like... So initially, I thought this was because, like, Hermosa was getting written in or something, but that's, like, not the direction this argument takes. Uh, ultimately, Veronica, like, erupts in anger that uh, they're, like, all, quote-unquote, pretending everything's fine and they they're should not- just talk about it. But, like, what do you think updating the will is about? They're doing the opposite. They're literally talking about him yeah. being sick and needing to update the will. Um, and also, this is the most Spanish any of them have ever spoken in this one yeah. scene. Uh, I don't they know did, if they finally they did got... Say, they mm-hmm. did say, uh, earlier when Veronica was walking in, mm-hmm. uh, half naked, uh, one of them said, Por qué? Oh, yeah, 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 or uh, Iram did, yeah. Uh, I don't know if maybe they just got a little bit more latitude in how they can portray the characters and decide to throw in a little bit more Spanish, or if maybe one of the writers started a Duolingo and is like... Hey guys, Spanish is cool. I would prefer if they started speaking more Spanish, just because, like, 
I'm not opposed like, to this. It's just uh, a noticeable difference. Because it feels like it feels like Hiram at least has more of a tie to his to his roots, right? Than Hermione does, and it feels like he would speak it a little bit more, and it feels like they would speak it just a little bit more in general, yeah. just because like they seem to be bilingual. A lot yeah. of bilingual households will kind of switch in between, depending on yeah. what's the easier to say at the time, or you know what conveys. The, yeah, like it's not uncommon. You see it in a lot of things. Yeah, uh, I mean the also, way they're doing it is very much um, the white person writing fan fiction way, which is just little phrases peppered here and there. It's not like how actual bilingual, at least in my experience, not how actual bilingual households use two like, languages, but. Like, I knew, I, I knew uh, a couple people who were, like, bi- in bilingual houses, and they mm-hmm. would forget, they'd like, words that they would forget in English or whatever, yeah. they would just swap them in and out. Yeah. Because it's easier to do that when you're bilingual. Yeah. You don't get lost yeah, in your it's... words as often. Yeah, it, for example, yeah, when Veronica came home last night, Hiram was like, Porque and where are your clothes? Uh, and I feel like it would be uh, something more like he'd say in Spanish, "Where have you been?" Uh, then in English, it's very late, and then back in Spanish, "Where are you?" And then maybe in English, "Clothes." Yeah, like you would probably say, like I feel like I feel like they would switch between because, like, yeah. like I have a feeling that at least uh, the Hiram's actor, mm-hmm. like, is is bilingual. And Hermione's sure. actor seems bilingual. Yeah, I, all, I mean, what... all their all their pronunciations are pretty decent, as far as I can tell. Like, I mean, I'm yeah, not they... a Spanish speaker, but yeah, it's just like I've, I just feel like the actual actors would be bilingual, right? Because, like, okay, um, uh, th- the reason I didn't learn a lot of Spanish, uh, like they didn't continue my Spanish education and stuff, mm-hmm. is because like once my father left to the, the, the you know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I don't talk to my father that often. Like he wasn't around, and we didn't need to talk about it and stuff. Yeah, but like. When he was around, we would kind of talk with whatever way it was, you know, easier. And a lot right. of times, actually, it was Spanish for me mm-hmm. because because it's easier to speak. Than... Also, sorry, they mentioned in this scene something about needing Veronica to sign something. I don't, don't think that. that's how wills work. No, it's just the main dude. Yeah. It's the main person. It's the, like, a living will is, like, literally just, hey, I am living right now. Though if I also, die, I want that person to have something. Also, uh, I was doing a little bit of because I was like, surely there must be something that, like, they feel comfortable saying that line. Um, I couldn't find anything, but, like, you are supposed to have an impartial witness uh, to a will signing. Uh, so they, I mean, this would not technically be legally binding what they're doing here. Yeah. Because uh, obviously they all have a vested interest in where his estate is going after he dies. And so um, you, you're you supposed to have an impartial person there to be like, they didn't coerce him or trick him into signing this uh, to also, get you know, their cut. I desperately wanted that scene to be like, yeah, you're not actually making rum, by the way. Right. God, <laughs> please let that be a plot point later, please. Uh, and so now we got a scene of Betty reading from a script uh, calling... FP to be like, oh, where's have you seen Jughead? I haven't seen him since last night. I have an alibi, I promise. Uh, and we actually see in a second here that Charles is standing right behind her because um, he helped her write this. Again, doesn't FP live here? This is weird. Like, I feel like 
I just don't, I just don't know. Like half of the things. The thing is, though, I love the energy in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, great energy. It. Like the thing is, is, is like nothing leading up to this point actually had this energy. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that they decided to like have this. Like this is mid tier energy from like season three. And this is this is like very dis. Again, this it kind of sort of feels like the season just started here. <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, but Charles gives her a bug to plant in uh, Brett's room so they can maybe catch them incriminating uh, themselves to get, you know, clear Betty's name. Which also, is fine. I know for a fact they're smaller bugs. <laughs> I know for a fact. Yeah, but he's Their on the FBI budget. smaller than that. He, he's on the FBI budget. They don't, they don't shell out the nice stuff uh, for... What whatever he's told the FBI to allow him to stay in Riverdale. That's actually a great question. I've just, uh, like, I just asked for like, myself. Isn't he supposed to be like a weird serial killer or chick? Where's that plot point? I mean, I'm sure that'll come back up. I not. A, I mean, okay, presumably he's have... actually in the FBI. Oh, I guess he was doing the like the FBI cadet thing. Maybe that's ostensibly the reason he's in town. I don't know. But why? But why wouldn't they hold it in a in a city that has more people? Though, and make people commute. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe his boss likes him. I don't know. Why would like this? I mean, I could I could believe because like if like because if if like he has a good relationship with his boss and he's and his boss is like, all right, Charles, you know, I need you to go lead a youth recruitment thing for the FBI. He'd be like, hey, boss man, um, do you mind if I do it in Riverdale? I got family out there. He'd be like, oh, sure, yeah. Uh, I know a bunch of narcs in Riverdale. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, this is the hometown of the Black Hood, and I'm sure he could spin that as well, being like, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm, th- I'm, there are ways I think you could explain to his superior why he should set up shop in Riverdale, I think. I guess. Oh, by the way, we're talking through a scene that's incredibly boring and exactly what you would expect it to be. Yeah. They're basically just recapping what happened to Betty. It's, uh, you know, it's a little bit of verbal fencing where Donna's like, uh, no, I haven't seen FP. Last time I saw him, you two were going to the woods together. And Betty's being like, um, no, because I went to the woods with you. And then Donna's like, oh, well, what happened after that? And Betty doesn't have an answer to that. And they're both trying to make the other one admit that they killed Jughead. And of course, neither of them do, because that would be really fucking stupid to do. Um, and then in the hallway, uh... One of the token people of color in the group bumps her, and they'll come back in, in a minute. Ooh, that's a really nice flask. It's got a gold chain. It looks kind of like a purse. Cool. Um, yeah, this is actually one of those scenes you were talking about earlier where they debrief each other. Veronica and Archie are just explaining what they've got going on aside from hiding a murder, which is... And they're good at these scenes and doing it in a way that doesn't seem like it's just exposition. It is. Mm-hmm. But they're good at ex- doing it, like, in character for each of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why they haven't been doing more of this throughout the season, and maybe making the season feel more cohesive. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like is... they're just okay. trying to, like, condense the season that has had no real cohesive feel in this scene. I mean, they... I, I think... I think Veronica, like... I don't even remember... I don't think she actually did tell Archie about... Uh, her dad, but then she goes on a thing about being like, well, what if it was Betty? Here is uh, my uh, evidence. You know, remember Chuck and how she went dark Betty on him, and, you know, she blacks out, 
all the time and stuff. Maybe she did do it. And Archie's like, well, fuck, no one else was talking. Maybe she did do it. Then Betty does something real stupid, which is she goes and visits uh, Evelyn and pretty blatantly talks about how maybe she killed Jughead on a prison phone that is definitely being recorded. But also, wouldn't they wouldn't they have recorded uh, evidence that Evelyn had done some psychological triggering thing on her? That's a good point. Like, I feel like all she would need to do is talk to Evelyn and be like, yo, I have a trigger ward to make me do things that I'm not supposed to do, right? And Evelyn would be like, yes, you do. And that's all hmm. they would need. I wonder about, I mean, I, hmm. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know how that would break down in court. Because, because like, clearly she would be taking advantage of some psychological condition. To mm-hmm. make her do something yeah, against her Yeah, I will. guess it would essentially be like an insanity plea out because Betty was not in control of herself when the actions occurred. Yeah. You're like, right, yeah, worst, this would get her off the at, hook, yeah. At worst, it would be like third-degree manslaughter, mm-hmm. and Evelyn would be put into jail further. Yeah, for, for like conspiracy for like to commit. Di- yeah, of some sort. Like, I don't know yeah. what it would be, but it would be a murder charge. Right, you're right, you're right. Like, because like... People who are who are mentally unfit, yeah, don't get murder charges. Right? Yeah, they yeah. I mean, it, it is else. quite literally an insanity plea. Um, yeah, yeah, she was not in control of her mind or her body at the time, so they can't charge her for murder. It was not intentional. It was out of her control. Yeah. Um, hmm, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Like I feel like everything is just stacked for the for the gang here, mm-hmm. and they're doing this th- in the dumbest way possible. I mean, my uh, my theory is because uh, about midway through the episode, it flips, and Betty's like, "We should go on the offensive," and then they like reveal Jughead's body and everything. I feel like at that point, off camera, they've also looped an FP, and this has become an elaborate con to uh, get the Stonewall kids to uh, slip up. I really hope they do a secret a twin thing. I hope they so do, because like, because like we we see Jughead's dead body later. Mm-hmm. We see his body. Yeah, and like it seems pretty concretely that Jughead's dead. But I mean, he's literally narrating this episode, so I don't know. Yeah. Um. But Charles was monitoring the bug. No evidence so far. Uh, so Betty's like, oh, we just need to do something that, you know, knocks them off their game, gets them rattled. I know. Um, I, I've got a guy who used to be a capo for a mob guy. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, but before that, uh, Molly Ringwald has to tell Archie that she loves pussy. Yeah. She's at least by. Yeah. It feels like she's not super interested. She wasn't super interested in Fed, so maybe she's just completely, uh lesbian she um yeah she did divorce fred maybe uh yeah she just had some compulsive heterosexuality going on and as she got older uh decided not for me and that's why they divorced yeah she is the age she is the age where i feel like a lot of people like right before it was like okay to come out and everything right and you know they fred and her seem amicable so uh yeah maybe but she does the guilt trip thing that uh, that my mom tried to do on me, like way after I stopped liking her. Be like, mm. yeah, we, yeah, no secrets between us. You know, we should oh, tell yeah. each other everything. Be <laughs> like, nah. But yeah, but that's what happens. Like he kind of has like a whatever. Feel. Yeah. Okay. 
is it worse to like be like yeah i don't really care that much to someone coming out or like uh, should you like be like yay you know good for you or something you know like at least a pat on the right. back right i i do think it's important to acknowledge that they are making themselves vulnerable to you in that moment and to appreciate that even if it's like not a big deal to you that they are to be like, you know, thank you for, you know, feeling safe enough with me to tell me that. That's very cool. Yeah, like, it just feels, I feel like, I feel like if what happened in that scene, yeah. where, like, your mother, who... It, okay, in, in Archie's defense, he is a little preoccupied with the thought that maybe his childhood friend murdered his best friend. So, like, he is a little well, distracted. Okay, okay, he has a little bit, but still, I feel like you would at least do the bare minimum be like, oh, that's, oh, that that's brave or something. I don't know. What do white people say? The yeah, um, people who <laughs> I, I see you, I hear you, and I'm listening and learning. <laughs> yes, that, that, they'll say that. <laughs> um, but Betty interrupts that moment, takes Archie upstairs to be like, hey, I need you to go fuck up Brett. And for some reason, Archie's like, why would I do that? Archie, she's giving you carte blanche to go fuck a guy up. Your dream. Archie. You could kill this man, and it would be okay in her eyes. Yeah. Do it. Betty actually brings up a great point, though, that, like, it would be in character, Archie. You would absolutely fly off the handle and attack the guy you thought killed your best friend. <laughs> you have two modes, Archie. Listening yeah. to the last person you've seen and going flying off the handle. I, I do I love do this love scene, this yeah. Scene actively made me laugh. <laughs> Archie the rounds the corner of the hallway, and he's just like, Brett! And Brett turns around, he's like, oh, crap, oh, and starts running, yeah. <laughs> and he tries good. to shut him out of the room, yeah. and Archie's just like, I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah it's, um, it's a fun scene, I enjoyed this quite I a bit. <laughs> just him, just like, I just love to go, Brett, he said yeah. it with his whole chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but then Donna's like, I called campus security, I'm gonna call the cops next if you don't back out. And Archie should, if Archie actually believed Brett, uh, killed Jughead, he would have been like, so what? Jughead's dad's the cop. <laughs> and continued to wail on uh, Brett. But... I'm never going to jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll never die. <laughs> I fought a bear. You think I'm afraid of campus security? Um. So meanwhile, Betty and Charles are monitoring the bug uh, in the aftermath of that. And, um... Brett and Donna knew the bug was there the whole time. They were like, oh, should we admit we killed Jughead? But we didn't. Huh. Wouldn't it be stupid if we said that in front of this bug right here? Man, Betty, up your game. And I mean, in, in the rich kids' defense also, they are pretty safe as well. They, they I think they both have pretty connected parents. At least Brett does. Yeah, I just feel like you should, like, you know, like, punch him a few more times. Like, break right. his nose at least, you know? Yeah. He was definitely involved in killing, yeah. or the killing. Yeah, but like, yeah, Jughead. like Red's also very likely not. Even if they can prove it, very likely not. Well, yeah, gonna, no, uh, no, no. I'm anything. just saying. Yeah, he's the, he ain't getting shit. Yeah. Archie ain't getting shit. He might as yeah. well break his nose. You right? Know? Yeah. You know, give him something to like. Well, you know, Archie's conflicted. He's not thinking about how he wants to kill a man. He's thinking about maybe Betty killed Jughead, and so his punches <laughs> don't got the strength. Like, damn, that purity Betty. of intention that you know he normally has that made him such a good fighter. Damn, Betty got to do the thing I yeah. wanted, but damn, it was her. It was it was my best friend. Yeah, this is actually I actually like this scene a lot. Um, 
It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I like Molly, Re- Molly Ringwald has come to Archie's room to be like, what's the deal? You've been super distant. Are you homophobic? Is that the issue? And they're talking, and Archie maybe was about to open up to her, and he receives a phone call from Betty. And Betty's looking in from her window, because as we remember, Betty lives across the street, and they used to peep on each other. And she's like, don't talk, Archie. Stop talking. Don't you fucking do it. I see you right now. Get out of there. Don't you say another word. It's very creepy. Uh, very nope. uh, disturbia. Imagine, imagine this energy. Mm-hmm. The entire season. Yeah, that would be nice. Like, what? If, what if this was more of a? What if Betty's just fucking going ape shit on people? What? What if that's a? What? What if that was the theme of this season? Yeah, I would. I would deeply like to see a fully unlocked dark Betty arc. Um, yeah, we'll just have remember, to wait and see. yeah, we 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 killed off Dark Betty, which was the weakest right. of the Bettys, now we're <laughs> the darkest Betty. It turns out normal uh, Betty's like slightly. I am I am Betty Omega. I am Omega Betty. Um, but uh, Archie deflects by saying it's actually Veronica. Uh, her dad is sick, and that's why I've been acting weird. Which good thing he he told yeah. her that before. He would have been like, um, um, right. um. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, FP and, and uh, Alice are in the living room and are like, Betty, can you sit down? Um, and they explain that they are boomers and don't know how cell phones work, but luckily they have a teenage daughter who does and knows about uh, Track My Phone. And so they tracked uh, Jughead's phone um, and it ended up being in... Betty's pocket. Yeah, uh, it turns out that the well, what Betty thinks and is probably most likely what happened is um, the one yeah. of the token minorities. Yeah, yeah. When she uh, got bumped in the hallway, uh, yeah. dropped the phone in her pocket because obviously yeah, she didn't the, have it. It was that the night. token Asian girl. Yeah. And honestly, I would be real suspicious too. FP. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I mean, all of them have been acting, like, very nonchalant about the fact that Jughead might be dead. <laughs> like, they're normally very, like, ride or die for their friends. It, like, it, I would feel this is weird, too. And her explanation's not very good. Uh, it's like, yeah. oh, you know, Jughead uh, thought he maybe lost his phone, but then, you know, uh, I remembered he was charging it here because it was dead. And, um, I don't know, I guess I just picked it up at some point and put it in my pocket. Oh, weird. Like, come on, we can do better than that, Betty. Like, imagine this energy. Where everyone's just like, what if Betty is just... What if she's cuckoo banana pants? Yeah. And I mean, just... did we not do that already in season two? A little bit, but not where she actually killed someone. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but what are they gonna do? The Sisters of Quiet Mercy is closed, and so is the farm. They can't ship her anywhere. Yeah, no, they're just to be like, well, what's going on? And maybe you'd, like, throw in a couple different, like, weird coincidences where Betty's the only one tied to it. And then you reveal, I don't know, like, this episode, like, episode 14 or 13 or something, yeah. that there's been a trigger ward, and they have a flashback to every single time characters said those words. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm just saying, we could do much better if we were just, like, script consultants. I, uh, kind of building off uh, my previous theory that FP hasn't arrested anyone because he doesn't know the Miranda rights, um, I think that FP just doesn't know, like, doesn't watch any cop shows and doesn't really know what cops can do. (laughs) Uh, because, like, 
Jellybean had to be the one to be like, you know, you can like track phones, right? Um, which is, you know, a feature that police, at least according to the police procedurals I've seen, can do. And then like, Betty's like, maybe you should declare Jughead a missing person. Isn't that a thing you can do, FP? Uh, and he seemed to like, be like, oh, maybe that is. Like, remember when, like, FP was, like, the smart, considerate, compassionate one that was, like, yeah, but maybe one of the smartest people in the room? Well, I mean, he got caught hiding a body for Clifford Blossom. I don't know about the smartest uh, guy, he, but, like... But, yeah, but it took, a, like, a season. Yeah, but... Like, so, so, yeah, so FP is very knowledgeable in, like, criminal shit. But I guess he just really has no idea what a cop does. He has but zero clue. all cops do is criminal shit, though. Right. That's most but, of the shit they do. But I'm saying that, like, his only experience with cops in any way, he doesn't watch CSI, he doesn't watch S- SVU, he doesn't watch any of those shows. His only uh, experience is, you know, when cops are kicking his ass. So he literally has no idea what else cops do. He doesn't know about the Miranda rights, he doesn't know when it's okay to arrest someone. He doesn't know, you know, that they've got these forensic things that they can, like, ping a cell phone tower... He doesn't know that he's supposed to issue bolos and, you know, persons of interest and uh, missing persons. He doesn't know any of that. Yeah. That's the only explanation I've got for how FP's been acting. It's that I think you should leave yeah. uh, Sketch be like... Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, remember... I don't like, know how to fucking be a cop and right. I'm too scared to ask. The, the one time he's taken action, he wore his serpent's jacket to go uh, uh, fuck up the mercenary guy or whatever... And he brought all his gang friends instead of more cops. It's the one time he's done anything this season. So, yeah, I think he just legitimately, like, doesn't know what a sheriff does. And at this point, he's too afraid to ask. <laughs> like, he's too afraid to even search for it. Yeah. He'd be like, what do cops do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd also believe he, like, isn't great with computers or the internet. <laughs> I yeah. would love to actually have a scene of him in front of a computer trying to, like, type with two fingers what do cops do into Google and, like, fucking it up. <laughs> he spells coops as co-op. Yeah. Or, or, or like, or like he's, he's typing it into, like, uh, not the search bar. He's, he's like, so, he's, like, on a Word document. <laughs> uh, now Hiram's gonna have a talk with Veronica. I fucking don't remember what this is about. It's probably not very good. Okay, yes, Hiram says you deserve to hear the truth from me. She did hear the truth from you. You told her. I was there. Confusing. It's... Because why? she says, why didn't you tell me? He did. He very much did. Because, like... Wasn't there a scene last episode where they talked about this? Well, last... So, so I think the thing they're playing off of here is Hermosa revealed that she knew before Veronica did about Hiram's disease... And Veronica felt hurt by that, that she was the first one they told. But then they did actually tell her that themselves, in person, face-to-face. But they're pretending now that they didn't do that. It's very weird. Also, um, I don't I don't know if Veronica realizes that she's Veronica Lodge, and she flies off the handles. Right, yeah. For, for a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, Hermosa was not wrong when she was like, why would he tell you first? All you do is try to undermine him. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of been her whole existence since yeah. season two. Uh, season also, one, she even, she I think. she she wants to be a strength for him. Yeah. Bitch, please. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. You're barely a strength for yourself. Right. Um, and so Hiram's one wish is that 
she and Hermosa learn to get along because they're family. Still, I a remarkably um, lack of reaction to the fact that Hiram has a secret family all around, I feel, but <laughs> sure. I don't know. He's he's hot. I mean, he's I guess second family. He's hot and way. Yeah, rich. I mean, yeah. He's his his dick game unapproachable. So I guess Hermione's fine with well, it. Hermione, like, I mean, we got that like borderline X-rated scene earlier, right? Yeah, in the and, season. You know, it's possible Hermione knew, and then just Veronica was the only one who didn't. Um, seems like Veronica a weird probably thing. Probably would have like tried to fly down to her to Miami and like destroy it. Somehow. But like, it's. It's just, like, I mean, I guess I could see why, if, like, but no, because Hermosa's in Hiram's life. Like, he financially, you know, helps set her up or whatever. She helps run his company. Why would you not, like, tell Veronica as a child, oh, hey, you have an older sister who lives in Miami and helps daddy run his business. She'd be like, wow, that's so cool. I want to be just like her when I grow up. Um, And they'd have a great relationship. Instead, you just hid it from her for 18 years for no reason. It's weird. It's almost like it was a convenient plot right. point. It's it's weird if Hermione also knew. Um but yeah, maybe maybe it's just that his dick game is that good that she's like whatever. Like honestly, I don't care. He blows my back yeah. out in like six different ways right. every time. Yeah. There there was an unaired scene where she was very upset about it and then he blew her back out so good that she was like, <laughs> "Fine, I guess." She saw God and be like, "I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm okay with you." <laughs> Oh, uh, so FP is is calling Betty for some reason uh, to be like, hey, some hikers found a bloody rock. We think it might be the murder weapon. I'm telling you for just because. Um, but I'm going to go pick it up and we're going to send it to forensics. Um, and then, I mean, I guess fake blood is hard to find off season, but Betty's like, hey, Jellybean, you know that fake blood you pranked me with? Can you uh, maybe lend me some for not suspicious reasons? Um, and then she just picks up a rock in the garden and uses the fake blood to make another rock. And uh, finally, finally utilizing her FBI brother uh, to confiscate the rock from FP so they can swap it out. She's like, obviously the Stormwatch Preps kids knew that I was going to get rid of the murder weapons, so they... Uh, made a second one with his blood, and it's probably got my fingerprints all over. How how do they have your fingerprints, Betty? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, wait, no, actually, you know what? With the reveal of what actually happened uh, vis-a-vis Betty's fugue, never mind, they would have had time. But she didn't know that. She thinks that maybe she killed him. So, uh, never mind, I'm I'm all confused again. Anyway, yeah, Charles is like, oh, you know, you know if you send this to forensics, it's going to take weeks because uh, cops are incompetent. But, you know, I could send it to Quantico and we got money, so it could it could be done right away. <clears throat> and I feel like that's a thing that almost every small town yeah. cop And FP up. is like, I, I, I don't know if he's telling the truth. I don't know how cops work. That sounds real. Okay, yeah, I mean, take that, the rock, Charles. That my does son. sound right. And also, you're my, you're my son. Right. <laughs> so, I guess I have to believe you? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> You know what, I'm like, really into this theory I've come up with for FP. I think it's true. <laughs> Nothing's contradicted it so far. Well, I mean, he's gone after next season, so we get mm. to really, like, hammer it in, see if yeah. it works. Are they doing a sixth season? Uh, I believe no, they they've are. been. Yeah, I believe they've been renewed for that, at least. 
I don't know how it can last much longer. I feel like they would have to... Uh, yeah, things have to get pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to say that this season was technically a crazy season, mm-hmm. but, like, just because... But, like, it doesn't feel yeah. much So, like I, I will say that Riverdale's always had a bit of a pacing issue, but... Um, I think it was just made worse because of outside circumstances, you know, uh, not Fred Andridge's, the, the Luke Perry dying and them having to rewrite kind of Archie's storyline and then COVID cutting them, you know, three episodes shorter than they were supposed to, uh, you know, has, has certainly not helped with uh, their already existent issues with pacing and storytelling. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. Um Bernard is uh, considering uh, withdrawing Veronica's admission because they got an anonymous tip that she's running an illegal liquor operation in town with she, presumably she, no evidence. But she was literally running something she called a speakeasy and you could clearly get alcohol. There. I mean, not at the point where she applied to Bernard. They had made that into a non-alcoholic nightclub, if you'll recall. Oh. Yeah. Uh, even though she said that the Bernard recruiters uh, saw her drinking at the speakeasy, which is not true. That was Yale. Uh, <laughs> um, but her application is now under review, and she's like, it's all Betty's fault. Uh, her war with the Stonies is getting us dragged down as well. We need to find out what really happened. I mean, it seems like you're the only one, but I mean... Right. I Because mean, what the are they going to do to Archie? Though. He's got no prospects. They can't do anything to him. He joins the army for a reason. Right. Actually, Archie's perfect to, like, target for recruitment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a young man with a lot of anger issues and no prospects. Yep. <clears throat> I still like to think that the secret, like, Z-plot of this season is that uh, Frank is just doing deep cover recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Frank lied. That guy wasn't a mercenary. He's, uh... He's he, he's a George Soros Antifa super soldier here to stop the army from recruiting youths. Even if that means he has to kill the youth to keep him out of the army. He's that committed to the cause. Uh, whatever. What they're like, Betty. We need to figure out what happened, and so uh, they hypnotize Charles. Hypnotizes Betty, which is a thing he knows how to do, I guess. Well, obviously, uh, the FBI training is just filled with this. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, obviously, MK Ultra uh, yielded some very fruitful results. <laughs> uh, that's that's a fun conspiracy theory that uh, the uh, declassified MK Ultra uh, documents are all their failures to make it look like a ridiculous program to hide all the successes they had. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Charles is going to use that metronome the same way Edgar did, um, even though Edgar needed to use drugs to get them into that state. But Charles is so good, he doesn't. He can just hypnotize her. Well, we all know that the uh, Fizzle Rocks is just the basis of, of just the water supply. Oh, just yeah. Just a bed of Fizzle Rocks. Yeah, did they, did they ever fix that issue? <laughs> Wait, what about the Fizzle Rocks thing? I mean, I I guess, well, they blew up, like, three different labs, so I guess that's done now. But, like, I guess the runoff eventually just filtered out. It was It's a river, so I guess it eventually would. What about Jingle would. Jangle? 
Uh, Jingle Jangle, people just stopped taking because Fizzle Rocks fucked so much harder, I guess. I don't fucking know. I'm just gonna say, it's a lot easier to take. Although, no, it'd be more fun to take Fizzle Rocks because you get the pops. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I I guess the ghoulies were the, I think the ghoulies were cooking it. And so once they got subsumed into the Fizzle Rock shit, just no one was making Jingle Jangle anymore. And then, of course, all the ghoulies have been broken up since... All the gangs have disappeared, so, you know, it's fine. Okay, well, I'm just gonna say that we need to have another drug mm-hmm. um, next season. Yeah, the, uh, the what do you call it, the, the dip and stick stuff? Let's use oh, that oh, next season. The, <laughs> it'd be, well, it'd be, have to be, like, like, Licka something, right? Because it kind of describes what it is. Hmm. Hmm, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it turns out that um, instead of a trigger word, Donna just blew pocket sand at her. Yeah, it was like a zombie dust. Yeah, uh, they, they call it people. Devil's Breath. I actually looked it up uh, because I was like, I don't know if this is real. It is a real drug. Uh, it can cause amnesia. Um, but best I can tell... Even when you inject it, it takes about twenty minutes to take effect. So you know we're we are stretching some truths here to make a story sort of work. There is, I do know that there is a uh, a dust that was used. Um, that is what people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Think, I know what you're what talking about. Zombies. Yeah, they there's like it was used in hoodoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah! I know what you're talking about. Um. Yeah. Also. <laughs> fucking charles hears she blew some sort of white powder at me and he's like oh oh it's probably devil's breath could have been coke yeah i think there i think there are like many powders that could probably cause some sort of amnesiac or blackout effect um but okay sure we'll go with it whatever at at this point i don't really care sure it can be devil's breath (laughs) i mean i think it would have been cooler if it were fizzle rock i think that would have uh been a fun tie-in but uh, so Betty, wearing a very cool jacket, uh, confronts Donna in the woods and, um, does the classic Betty Cooper signature move of revealing all your cards immediately. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna really work out for her when she's in the FBI. Right? I mean, this would actually work out great if she were wearing a wire. I don't think she is, but... <laughs> Though Donna doesn't actually admit anything, but, like, it's... Pretty compelling circus, uh, circumstantial evidence, I think. I think it would have been better if another command or... Right. Command word. Man, just think of the season if, like, there was a command word that was, like, kind of common, but not, like, common enough. So, like, people would just say it randomly, and, like, she would show up, like, in places, like, having, like, blackouts, basically, yeah. which that, I mean, where she's been. That, that would... Involve having to be clever enough to come up with a word and work it into the dialogue, though. And these writers don't have time for that. Because I feel like I feel like it wouldn't be too too big of a deal to like make it not like tangerine, but like mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I'm it's not it's not as easy as it sounds. Well, you'd have to be you'd have to have the script in front of you. That's the thing. You'd write it out, and then you'd be like, "Well, I can replace this word with this," mm. and just like kind of you know sprinkle it through. <clears throat> Yeah, they go um, on the they go on the, sh- right. the the thing that we saw 
uh, oh yeah, several episodes back, the the search party. Yeah, they're they're going through the woods calling for Jughead, and they're gonna find the body here, uh, dumped in the woods from wherever they were hiding it previously. Again, fully clothed in the clothes he was wearing. Oh, actually, no, because he's wearing his no, no, it, it is. That's right. Sorry, he went to the party in the serpent jacket. He definitely did do that. Um, so again, very confused by they burned his hat, but uh. Just realized that Archie is wearing a jacket on top of his letter. Oh, no, they're vests. Okay. Really weird vests, because they're not high-vis vests. They're just orange. I feel like you would have high-vis Yeah, they're not even especially, like, saturated orange. It's kind of a dull orange. That's, I mean, it's better than nothing, but it's not great. If only there was a guy who owned a construction company around here. I don't know. We saw a lot of high-vis vests, like, earlier this season. You feel like they would just still have those? <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, Jughead yeah. seems really dead here, yeah. right? I mean, because, like, yeah, they he's in the coroner's office and everything. Also, though, um, they've got, like, a slow-motion walk of FP escorting Betty to the coroner's office. I guess presumably to identify the body, which I don't think you need to do if it's your son. I think you can identify the body. It might have been, it might have just been, like, a courtesy thing be like yo just so you're just so you're definitely gonna have a fucked up rest of your day yeah i mean she was also there when they quote unquote found the body it's very it's just a little odd this scene but i mean this is why i think it might be you know a plan that they're putting together where's gladys uh who is gladys (laughs) (laughs) jughead's mom oh yeah no they ran her out of town remember yeah, but like I feel like you'd be like, "Yo, your son's dead." Um, I I would believe that FP either cannot get in contact with her or did not think <laughs> to contact her because he's not. I mean, I just don't think he's when it comes to like interpersonal relationships. I don't think he's the best. See, for one season he was pretty good at it, and then he just stopped being okay at it. Listen, he's really concerned about this cop thing, and it's been taking up a lot of his mental processing. Uh, but it's it's definitely uh, Jughead, and then Rhett and Donna open the door to check it out, and Betty's like, get out! See, I also know that uh, you you should be able to tell that Archie's lying through his teeth, because he hasn't made this all about himself yet. <laughs> if, if Archie truly didn't know who killed Jughead, or that Jughead had been dead previously, he would have been like, this is a message! Someone's sending a message to me, they... They're threatening me by killing my best friend. I gotta go kill someone right now. Preferably an old man or a young child. It's time to start a new vigilante group. We can't just take this lying down. This one's gonna be the the green circle. We we gotta start a militia. I'm buying more guns, Mom. (laughs) Oh, actually. That's, uh... Oh, does he tell her this? I was not paying super close attention here. Okay, they don't actually say what he tells her, but he closes the blinds to his window and then says, I have something to tell you, Mom, which implies maybe he's going to confess to her. Which is a nice detail, closing the blinds after, you know, Betty's snooping. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Veronica and Hermosa have come to Hiram and said they would like to be co-executors of his estate, which is fine and fine. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like Hermione would be. Right? Yeah. I mean, whatever. But, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Living wills, you can completely skip people. Yeah. I just feel like Hermione might be better at running it. 
I mean, an executor of the estate is just, like, responsible for making sure the will gets, like, deployed properly, right? It's not like yeah. he, she's taking over the business. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Um, but Veronica mentions that maybe she might defer Bernard for a year. Um, and Hermos is like, why would you do that? No one defers Bernard. Um, I, I don't think this is super relevant to anything. <laughs> yeah, um, Veronica uses Jughead's death to deflect. They're all um, becoming quite adept at using personal tragedies to deflect suspicion. Um, Betty re-meets Donna in the woods, I think wearing one of Jughead's jackets, which is a nice touch. Oh yeah, that is one of Jughead's jackets. Yeah. Um, and Donna's just sort of like, I don't get it, why would you do that when all the evidence is gonna point back to you? Um, and Betty's like, you don't get it, I'm, I'm psycho. <laughs> Actually, this, this is where she says I'm a wild card, which is a great, stupid lie. Okay, I'm just saying this energy throughout the season yeah. with with Betty, where she's yeah. just like, where she is borderline psycho. People don't know what she is. Where she's actually a wild card. Where she's yeah. blacking out. She has oh, blood on her hands from multiple people. People are disappearing in the town. Yeah, she says, uh, "You think you know my next move, but you don't, because I am the ultimate wild card." <laughs> Which. We all know the ultimate wild card is Kevin because we don't know what his storyline is going to be episode True. to episode. Um, but she does a decent job at rattling Donna being like, uh, I am the daughter of the Black Hood and I'm also working with the FBI and I am going to take you down no matter what it costs me. Not any of the others. I am personally coming for you. Like, imagine imagine her having this this whole thing like five episodes in mm-hmm. and... This is just, like, we get some weird Black Hood shit where we don't know what's going on. Who would have thought the highlight of this uh, this series so far would have been the... No, I think Gar- Griffins and Gargoyles was more fun Griffin than the Black Gar- Hood. Uh, I, don't, yeah, I personally Griffin like season three better. better. I like it better. Yeah, I do like it better. But it was one of the high points. It's just, like, there's no high point in this season. Mm-hmm. We got time. We got another uh, five episodes Six, to get there. Five episodes, yeah, five all right, and uh, that's the we end with that pops where Archie's like, "What are we gonna do, Betty? Now, what are we gonna do now, Betty?" And she's like, "We're gonna we wait for them gonna to make the arrested. next move." Yeah, we do actually. So, whoa, my screen just went black. Okay, I'm wow. back. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was the episode. Uh, sounds like we're heading in a good direction. Hopefully, yeah. they keep it up. Hopefully, hopefully, the last five episodes are worth watching instead of it being right. a chick era. <laughs> You know. uh, maybe it'll be the chick era parentheses complimentary this time, and chick will come back and do something insane. Yeah. Um, but uh, in the meantime, is there anything you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Uh, yeah. Uh, I actually it's the second season of Upload. It's an HBO HBO Max series. Hmm. It's about uh, a guy whose mind gets uploaded to basically like a rich person's virtual like afterlife thing. Season two is there. It's good. You should watch it. It's just one of those things. I'm watching. I'm like halfway through the fourth season of uh, Young Justice right now, and I'm liking it so far. Mm. Um, I will say, uh, and I, I'm kind of. I bel- I watched the sec. I watched the last uh, trailer for the. Shadow, not Shadow. Wow, that'd be so different. We had a Shadow the Hedgehog movie, uh, the the second Sonic the Hedgehog movie, mm. and it looks like it's something I would actually enjoy more. Yeah. 
So I mean, I heard the first one was decent, but yeah, the first one was decent too. Like, don't get me wrong; it just was the last thing that happened before the pandemic happened. Oh, yeah. So you know, sounds maybe, a lot better maybe... than the last movie I saw before the pandemic, which was Cats. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, missed chance there, but uh, as and for unfortunately, my... oh, go ahead, yeah. The thing that came out right before the pandemic was also Birds of Prey, which was actually a really oh, good yeah, that was movie. Fun. And it happened right before the pandemic, so it just got shat on money. Mm. Uh, uh, as for know. myself, uh, I will I will recommend uh, Queer Eye Germany, which is not the Fab Five in Germany. It's a spinoff with a new German Fab Five in Germany doing the exact same thing. Uh, but it's made by like, the same producer, so it's got the same vibe. I don't know. It's fine. Uh, if you like Queer Eye, you'll like this, I think. Uh, the hair guy seems less obnoxious than Jonathan Van Ness. Sorry. He's also got face tattoos, so he's cooler than Jonathan Van Ness. Okay. Um, yeah. Check it out if, if you're looking for some more Queer Eye content, I guess. That's all I got. Oh, there's there was a there was a thing there was a reality show that I wanted you to watch and scout out, but mm. I completely forgot what it was. It was on it was on Netflix first off. Oh, is it cake? I had not heard of this. Thing. Is it cake? Is going to be a show? Oh, it's, it's not be a reality out yet. Okay. baking show where mm. a bunch of bakers are trying to make realistic objects and trick people into thinking it's cake or not. Hmm. All right, I'm not the biggest fan of baking shows. Uh, well, there was another one I remember it because I was looking for. I want to say I was, I was. I was hoping that uh, with that title it was going to be like that Japanese variety show where they're in a room and something is made of chocolate and they don't know oh what my it is. God. That would be fun if something in the room was cake and they don't know why and they just have to taste things with their mouth. I'd watch that. People trying to make realistic things to trick other people. Uh, maybe we'll see. Well, you know, it'd be great to see someone eat a shoe. Right. You know, try yeah. to eat a shoe. Yeah. But with cake, I guess. Yeah, that that is and ultimately I, the goal. That that is. No, there was one that uh, there was one that was advertised to me that I knew I wouldn't watch. Mm. But you might. Mm. Apparently there's a mm. you know, there's just a bunch of yeah, you know, content. Yeah, there's a bunch of content. Uh I'm gonna probably end up watching uh Our Flag Means Death. And by the way, our flag means death is based off of the person I was talking about, the, oh, the really rich, cool. uh, okay. noble person who just. Yeah, actually, I do need to catch up. They dropped another three episodes on last Thursday, so. But no, uh, uh, that's what I'm gonna watch after I'm done with Young Justice. Yeah. I'm out of my video game phase, which means I have a lot more time to do things. Hmm. Um. So. Uh, yeah. Right, um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how certain other things feel. Maybe I'll watch the uh the fourth, the third season. Of uh, Miracle Workers and tell you how that goes. Whose turn is it to sign off? I think it's yours. Alright. Um, well, as always, I... Uh, hang on, I was going to do Ultimate Wildcard again, but I, I I led with that, so I should do something else. Uh, what the fuck other bullshit happened is... I mean, there was that, like, saying it with his chest, Brett! <laughs> She's like, he was just going fucking... I fucking love that scene. Like, they played it right. Mm-hmm. That's his yeah. later. Right? Um, gonna punch. You got a punch with pure intent. Um, otherwise, you're not gonna feel that it's hard. Uh, yeah. Just some friendly advice. Bye. Have you ever heard of Waco, Betty?
Waco, Betty. Wake up.